Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two? You mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, considering helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy thought of the day is by Wilson Pickett. First you harmonize, then you customize. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Coming at you in another scorcher hot day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Just getting back from my one-hour visit with my old man at Regions, and he's doing pretty good. Just waiting to see what the bone marrow test says this Thursday. I spoke with a couple of his Wednesday afternoon lunch gang this weekend, and they sure do miss him. Last week's gigs wrap-up. Wednesday played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. I got a raise. Yes. Friday played a solo show at Ingredients in Wiper Lake, Minnesota. Great to see Scotty Z again. Saturday, Brian K. Johns and myself rocked out a 4th of July show at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Played a scorcher hot show under the famous Conservation Club tent. Great to see our Breezy Point family. Also, it was cool to see my World War II charcoal portraits displayed at the Pequot Lake Legion. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, July 8th, 2020. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, July 9th, I'll be playing a duo show at B-Dale Club in St. Paul slash Roseville, Minnesota from 6 to 9 p.m. Friday, July 10th, I'll be playing a solo show at Volstead in Egan, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Saturday, rocking a duo show with Brian K. Johnson at Eagle Lounge in Fox Creek, Wisconsin from 7 to 10 p.m. Sunday, another duo show at the Apple River Hideaway in Somerset, Wisconsin from 1 to 3 p.m. is part one of two with the lead singer of the iconic classic blues rock band Crow, David Wagoner. We talk tracking the song Cottage Cheese, his unique vocal style, the story behind the famous Crow music album cover, the band Deep Purple, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. David Wagoner of the iconic classic Minneapolis blues rock band Crow. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. How are you doing today there, Dave? Good to be with you, Mark. And I just asked Dave a question because it's a little bit of a mystery if your name was Dave Wagner or Dave Wagoner. Right. And my name is Dave Wagoner. Uh, what happened was is that everybody, 
you know, back in the day, I mean, you're signing contracts, you're always signing things and doing this and that. And everybody always signed my, or did my name, W-A-G-N-E-R. And they pronounced it that way. And it got to where, you know what, I'm just tired of correcting everybody all the time. And I just started doing it that way, too. Yeah, but nowadays, I'm back to where I do it the way it's supposed to be with the two G's, O-N-E-R. Nice. <laughs> do people ever come up to you and say, are you, like, are they say from Curl? And they say, you're not from Curl. It's Wagner, not Wagner. Uh, no, nobody's ever really, you know, most of them I don't think have paid too much attention to it. Okay. Well, that's, I just wanted to ask <laughs> that. We're here at the beautiful Eagle Lounge in Fox Creek, Wisconsin, one of my favorite bars of all time. Previous podcast guest, Jimmy Lindbergh, is the owner here. And David, you're playing a show here this weekend. You played last night. How did it go? It went real well. You know, it, it's, uh, we had a good time. There was a good bunch of people in here. Going to do another one tonight and see how that goes. That's awesome. You know? And Jimmy's been talking about, we talked about you on my last podcast, and, and uh, he's wanted us to meet up and, and suggested to have you on the show a number of times, so I'm glad this, this worked out. Um, how do you know Jimmy Lindbergh? Well, he's, he's actually my son-in-law's uncle, and so that's how I got to know Jim, and uh, just, just through that. And uh, been kind of, I guess we've known each other for now for must be 20 years or so anyway. Really? Yeah, before you went up to Alaska. And before stuff. that even? Oh, yeah, before that, yeah. Very cool. Yep. And you live in Apache Junction, Arizona? Yes, I do. And what brings you up to Fox Creek, Wisconsin? <laughs> well, I'm over here because, of course, because I know Jim. And uh, I do a little solo country thing. I do That's what I do down in, in uh, Arizona. Hope everyone had an awesome 4th of July weekend. I missed out on all the lake fun, boating, swimming, fishing, fireworks due to work at a gig. But I hope while celebrating life and country with your friends and family, you had a chance to invite a bottle of Border Bourbon from 45th Parallel to the party. 45th Parallel is a family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened their doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka to producing dozens of different spirits, including gins, whiskeys, and citrus liqueurs. 45th Parallel distillers are committed to a slow craft philosophy. Slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using low ingredients whenever possible and to provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue, New Richmond, Wisconsin. Check out 45thparalleldistillery.com for hours and more information. So we're looking for a quality alcoholic beverage to enjoy while listening to your favorite live local musicians. Try a 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly. Yeah, and that's what I do up here. If I'm not doing crow stuff, well, then I'm doing the opposite. I'm doing just country. Yeah. So, <laughs> what brought you from classic blues rock to country? I, I've always liked country. Always. I, I was basically I was raised on it. I mean, you know, family and stuff. Uh, they all sat around and, and sang country, and that's all we. My dad ever played on the radio, and and until Elvis came out, well, all I knew was country. You know, and then of course when Elvis came out, well, I was like a lot of other kids and went yeah i want to do that yeah <laughs> you know but but i guess i was with a band called whiskey river for about five years who was pretty big in the in, in the midwest area anyways and uh so we were a little bit more of a progressive country sort of thing uh but uh i've always liked it it's always sort of been my roots you know okay 
What do you mean by progressive country? Like, what were you playing? Well, it was more, uh, it's not like today's, uh, well, that, nothing is like today's country, but it was more aligned along the lines of, say, like a, a polko. That type of a, a thing. It was mostly original. Flying Burrito um, Brothers? Uh, Flying Burrito Brothers. That was another one. It was in that vein more, you know. Uh, Daisy Dillman, of course, was doing about the same thing uh, in their style. But, I mean, you know, just a different kind of style of country. Okay. You know. And where are you from originally? I'm originally from Minnesota, from uh, uh, Anoka Champlin. Really? Area. Yeah, I was born in southern Minnesota on the farm. And uh, then after that, Noka Champlin area, and then moved to Lincoln, Nebraska, lived down there for uh, through most of my teenage or half my teenage years, then back up here. Cool. Minnesota, so yeah, kind of all over. <laughs> Typical musician life, traveling all over. Yep. That's cool. So you were saying we were joking about some folks that claim that they were in the band Crow, and you're like, well, it's pretty much the same guys, and I started it. So um, who still is in Crow? Well, Larry Wiegand's still with, with us, uh, and uh, uh, we call him Kink, but his name Dave Middlemist, the keyboard player. He's still with us. Uh, Craswell is doing his castaways thing um, and stuff, uh, and uh, Dick is just kind of playing here and there he's not really doing too much of anything he's got a busy schedule the way it is he's not retired yet so he's it's kind of hard for him to commit to to some of the stuff you know but uh anyways we yeah, there's three of us left and and uh we go said, out every every summer we we mainly do uh, uh concert type situations and, and stuff you know like the duluth blues festival up there or something like that you know i mean we do that kind of thing and you said Lisa Winger does. Uh, Lisa Winger is one of our backup singers. Yeah. I can't believe I haven't had her on the podcast. I've known her for a million years, and I see her all the time. We play yeah. Breezy Point and that kind of stuff. And I gotta have her on sometime soon because she's got an interesting. In fact, they're up there as well. They're up there this weekend, I believe. Uh, Larry is too. Uh, yeah, because they, I think they're playing in, uh, I think they're in Cross Lake or Cross Crosby. Lake, so up there. Because I, I had thought about going up there, and then Jim called me and says, "Why don't you come over here and play?" So, I'll yeah, I'll be up in that area next weekend. I haven't been up there. We play up in Breezy Point area the first Saturday of every month, and so I've been up there since. Since some March, oh, so I'm okay. anxious to yeah. get back up there and see all my old uh, Breezy Point friends. Yeah, I see. Well, I think Billy's playing up there. Yes. Uh, yep. Ever so often, anyways. I don't. Yeah, know how I think much. he's over at Timberjack now. Well, it's I don't know since all this COVID stuff. Yeah, it's 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 changed a lot of things. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we lost one of the main booking guys, music Paul Gable. Did you know him at all? Um, he kind of ran this commander and did a lot of music related things and he's no longer with us and with that and COVID so I don't know what to expect when I go back up there yeah I don't believe I knew him I don't think yeah so since we're talking about your band 
I was walking my dog through Reservoir Woods outside of St. Paul yesterday, listening to to Crow, getting pumped to to meet you and and uh, do this podcast. And I was listening to Cottage Cheese. <laughs> yeah. Speaking about your band, how did you guys track that song? I've never heard anything like that. All the stops, the starts, the speed-ups, the slowdowns. How in the hell did you guys do that? It was just recorded live, basically. I mean, in the studio. I mean, we, you know, it wasn't like they everything stripped down and we'll do the drums and bass and then we'll do this and we'll do that. I mean, you know, we, we were, that whole song came out of a jam. That was just a jam thing that we were, the guys were, were doing it. We were at a rehearsal and, and uh, the guys were just jamming with something. We were kind of looking for a song that we could uh, go into a drum solo with. Yeah. And uh, um, so I was sitting over in the corner listening to them and, and all of a sudden I thought, geez, you know, I could, I can put some kind of lyric to this thing, you know, <laughs> just, just put something to it to, before we go into the drum solos all and so we did that we started doing the thing live basically like i say it was pretty much just for the drum solo and uh our uh, producer came out and heard us doing it uh, on a live concert and he says you got to record that and we said really yeah you got to record that he says well nobody's gonna i mean it ends up being an eight nine minute song oh he says we don't we're not going to, you can't put the drum solo on it. We're just going to do the song. And we said, well, I mean, why? Oh, it's he says, got to do it. So anyways, we went and we recorded it. And uh, then we got all done and it sounded pretty good. And we actually had the drum solo on the original recording, but they they scrapped it just for the fact that they wouldn't, you know, they, they didn't, uh, airtime we wouldn't have got anything out of it i believe it's on the best of crow album though i believe the i heard it solo was yes, on there and yeah. it's it's you know it's real quite and also it just goes all over the place yeah and is was that recorded on a click track i remember the days when during these oppressive summer heat weeks i'd have no ac the windows rolled down hair flying everywhere and i'd get to the gig and drink a gallon of water and look like a casualty from the movie the good the bad the ugly but no longer, because life is cool. Now, in my black Jeep Cherokee, I got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. With 250,000 miles, my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff could have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northridge Court Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m., closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a safe summer season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. I don't believe so. I can't believe you guys go back to that rhythm then. After all that chaos, just yeah. go right back to it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. That song blew my brains out yesterday. And that it, was awesome. It was a crazy song. And, you know, and then they, they came out and they said, well, what's the name of it? 
So what's it? There's not even a hook lyric to it or anything. You know, I mean, I said, what's the name of it? I, I have no clue. I says cottage cheese, and, and I, that, why that even came out of my mouth, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, the producer calls. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. Where was that tracked at? Uh, we did that one in L.A. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That Do you remember was on what the studio uh, second or whatever? album. Uh, was that Sun Sun West? Some, okay. I don't remember right offhand. Larry is the Larry's the guy that knows where we did everything. He's got every date that we ever did and where what everything. I'll have to have me, him on the podcast I'm, as well. Me, I kind of huh. <laughs> <laughs> so when you do your live shows nowadays, your voice is off the charts. Uh, listening to you on Crow stuff and. Are you still able to hit those crazy notes and that approach? It sounds like, you know, kind of three dog night mixed with John Kay, a Steppenwolf mixed with. It's an amazing singing voice. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, uh, yeah, I still hit. I still do everything in the same keys and everything. And really, yeah, I. Uh, I haven't changed anything at all. We do have a couple original songs that I don't do anymore because. There are some, some that are stretched up there a little too far, but for the most part, I can I can hit anything that I did back then. How did you discover that vocal style that you were able to do that to kind of like more to even go like to sing quiet to be screaming up in the air? Like, how did you know you were even able to do that? I don't know. You know, I was asked that once before, but it, you know, I don't know. I mean, it just. You know, I guess I was just looking for something that that I could a variation of of lows and highs rather than just I I don't know how to explain it. You know, okay. so I thought, well, let me try this and you know, let, let, let me see how high I can get or what. You know, I mean, it was one of them things. It was just experimentation deal. You know, and and uh, it, it just whatever came out. And how have you kept your throat in good health all these years doing that style? Well, the, yeah, that's a clue. I, everybody told me. I, I can remember in the 60s, when I was doing nothing but R&B stuff before Crow. We were doing all rhythm and blues things and stuff. And he says, you keep trying to sing. You keep singing like that. You're not going to have a voice by the time you're 25 years old. You're going to blow it. And I said, well, okay. And I just kept singing like that, you know. And... Uh, I still, like I say, I can I can sing country and I can sing very quiet and pretty, or I can do that stuff. Uh, it's and I smoke three packs of cigarettes a day for a long time too. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So, so I mean, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like I was going, oh, I got to protect everything. But uh, I just, I guess, I'm just lucky that I was uh, I'm able to still do it. I don't smoke no more, but uh, you know. I guess I'm just lucky that way. Wow. Um, who would your vocal influences be at that time or, or throughout your life to, to hone your style? Or who you like, how you sell stuff or put emotion behind stuff? Who's some of your favorite singers you would draw from when you're tracking a song or writing a song or performing? Man, you know, that's tough because I, I mean, I, I drew back on everything from, I mean, Going way back to uh, um, early, early country stuff to uh, rhythm and blues like Wilson Pickett and Sam and Dave and 
and all of that kind of stuff, the old Atlantic and, and stuff was, I was really big into that kind of a thing. And then of course the English thing came into, and I was like, I wasn't the Beatles fan, I was the Stones fan. I okay. was the Jagger fan. And uh, and stuff, and, and then Led Zeppelin came out, and I was like the Robert Plant fan. I, I really liked what he did because it was nobody else was doing that high, that kind of thing. You know, it was it was different. And and I've always appreciated. I, I like singers that the minute I hear them, I can go, "That's so and so," or so. You know, I know their voice from their tone because there's a lot of singers that. You hear them and you go, you have no clue who it is. They're good. I'm not saying they're they're bad. They're a good singer. But they just sound like maybe 20, 30 other people. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like a person that's got some kind of a quality to them that whether it's, you know, uh, like everybody goes, oh, Bob Dylan. He can't sing. You know what? When Bob Dylan comes on, I know it's Bob Dylan. Yep. And, and I appreciate that factor that... You know who it is that's singing. You know that you you know the styles and stuff. And I, I guess I just drew off of a lot of people that just a lot of different styles and things that I I enjoyed. You know? Okay. How about in your peers of the classic rock era? Did you listen to like John Kay or did you like those guys? Steppenwolf? I, yeah, yeah. I listened to uh, uh, Steppenwolf. Uh, we actually we even worked with them uh, a couple of times. Um, I uh, liked Burton Cummins a lot. Uh, I liked uh, Robert Plant a lot. I uh, um, Jagger, I liked a lot. Um, it was yeah. I mean, I listen. Yeah, I listened to a lot of stuff back then. You know, when the when the rock and roll era started, I was listening to all sorts of stuff. You know. So looking at your first album, Curl Music, here, my dad had this in his record collection, which I have now have myself, and uh, I've listened to this, so you can see it's pretty beat up. The number <laughs> times. Um, anyway, so it does kind of remind me of Steppenwolf. I'm a big fan of Steppenwolf. Uh -huh. So do you mind telling me a Steppenwolf story or any interactions you've had with I, I John Kay or those guys you worked with them, open for them? Or? Uh, no, we did the, uh, um, uh, I never met them, but we, we worked together on the Toronto Pop Festival. Okay. And uh, in fact, uh, they were on, I don't know, a couple of groups past us at that time when we did Toronto Pop Festival. It started raining and stuff, and we ended up, we only got to do. We ended up doing three songs. We were supposed to do like forty-five minutes set. Yeah. With the rain and everything, we did three songs because everything was getting backed up. And they came on. They were on a couple of groups after us. The rain had stopped. Everything was cool. And, and uh, no, they were really good. I mean, I liked them. They put on a good show, and of course, they had they had a great sound and stuff. And they were kind of more like uh, more like us with the the Hammond thing and and all of that. So they there was a lot of their stuff that I could associate us with and uh, same with Deep Purple oh cool you know um, it was the same thing when they first came out they, they had 
you know, they were using the, and Larry, I think it was Larry that had told me that uh, he had talked with one of the guys from Deep Purple and they said they were listening to the stuff that we were doing. came out they were with the Hammond and all of that stuff and so, so it's cool. kind of funny you know that we we were both sort of listening to each other <laughs> oh that's incredible I want to tell you all one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul Minnesota area the B Dale Club located on the corner of County Road B and Dale's motto is a place for family a place for friends a place for fun and that is a fact the food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway is always great Anxious for this week's show is at B-Dale. Robbie's going to be behind the bar. Ryan K. Johnson will be on the bass. And hoping to see and rock out with the whole B-Dale gang. Got tons of new music. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that it's being talked about on these podcast dads. The Waller's Woodhill Cocktails are selling like hot cakes. Karaoke, live music, pool table, pool tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. Since I did hold up this album, one thing I did say when we talked about you guys on the Jimmy Lindbergh, I see Jimmy's outside right now. He's coming. He's got a fresh, fresh, uh, uh, what do you call that, brush cut. Must have been for you playing this weekend. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Long hair. We here a couple weeks ago playing. <laughs> so do you, this, I say everyone in Minnesota that has a record collection has this album, Crow Music. And it's an iconic album cover. And... My friend Candace from the KQRS Morning Show, you're one of her favorite groups, too. Um, she loves Evil Moment and loves this record. I texted you. You're going to be on the show, too. Um, do you remember this photo shoot? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was downtown, the Minneapolis. They called. They used to call at a, I can't remember what was, I think it was Dayton's on one side. And I can't remember. It was an alleyway there. I think they call it Pig's Alley, if I remember right. And uh, um, that's what we did. It would have been nice. That was done in color. And there was a color photo of that one that was just a great picture. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a really nice cover. And then they came out with the black and white, and they came out with this, which I never, I, I disliked that. Thing. The logo. You never the, liked the logo. No, huh? I hated the logo on that because it reminded me of Jekyll and Hyde. Remember the the, the uh, cartoon? Kid? Yes. That's what it reminded me of. And I said, oh, that's like a, to me, it, it was like a joke. Oh, but, uh, so, you, so you guys did not come up with that, the logo? No, no, we didn't get it. We didn't get it. That was the, the record label itself that decided, oh, we're going with the black and white anyways because it's cheaper. And they're the ones that stuck that on there. We didn't have any say-so at all on it. Really? Were those yeah. your guys' own motorcycles? Uh, three of them were, and uh, two were uh, 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 guys from the Hells Angels. Really? Yeah. And can you name the band guys left to right so the people that have oh, this album sure. at home and listen along? Uh, Larry's the first one to left. That's Larry right there, huh? That's Larry. And that's me back here, the next one back. And that's Dick Wiegand. And then... Uh, Denny Krausel in the far back there, and Kink on the on the right, then far right. That's so cool. Yeah. Can you do you mind telling me the the story of how Crow started out? Well, we started out uh, as a, as a band called 
South 40, actually. And we okay. came from uh, Larry and Dick and uh, Harry Niels was our first, our original drummer. They came from a group called the Ravons. And I had a band called Joker's Wild, myself and then Kink. And uh, our booking agent at that time and, and stuff uh, said, you know, what would make a really good band is if you two combine. And so we said, well, you know, okay, neither. I mean, we were both kind of, both bands were at kind of a standstill with with things, you know. We, we were doing well, but it wasn't like we were going to take off at that point. And so we uh, combined and we, we call ourselves South 40 and we were doing uh, strictly, like I say, pretty much all R&B stuff. Like what, for example? First, uh, Wilson Pickett. Again, Sam and Dave and, and uh, oh gosh, uh, Solomon Burke or whatever. Uh, lots of different things of that, you know, the Stax Bolt sort of stuff and uh, uh, Atlantic Records and that kind of thing. And uh, then we kind of went from that into, uh, I remember some of the first heavier stuff we got, Vanilla Fudge. Yeah. We, uh, we recorded a live album. And we had about three or four original tunes, and uh, very commercial original tunes. It was our first time taking a stab at things, you know. And uh, then Harry Niels left and went with a band called TC Atlantic. And we went through about two, three drummers trying to figure out, okay, we got the right drummer. And we got Craswell, and then from Craswell, we just we said, you know, we're that's it. We're getting rid of South 40, and we're gonna. This is the direction we're going to go with original stuff, and and, um, and that's what we did. And then we just kept moving on. <laughs> Who came up with the name Crow? Uh, I'm not sure. I th- think it was the keyboard player Kink. I'm not really sure because what we did is everybody we 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 each took a name that we liked or that we thought would fit us, threw it in a hat, we picked one out. And so we even had a contest. No, or no, that was with that was the other band. But anyways, we we picked one out and it came out. It was Crow, and they said, "That's it. That's the name." Do you remember some of the other suggestions? I don't. I do not remember. Or the one you threw in the hat? I don't even remember what I threw in there. <laughs> uh, I really don't. Um, and I'm not even sure if it was Kink that put that one in there. I I don't remember. It's been too long ago. for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times and the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the B-Dale Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.
sincere Well, I want to tell you that I love you, darling But now it's time to make a turn Time to make a turn for me, baby No time for us that I can see Time to make a turn for me, baby Tell you that I 